Welcome to Top Growth. This is Deborah Penta, CEO of Penta Communications, and we are delighted to complete our three-part podcast series today in celebration of International Women's Day. In this segment, we focus on the global perspective of women's empowerment and the status of women globally. As part of our commitment to the United Nations Global Compact, we strive to evangelize women's empowerment locally, regionally, and globally. And joining me today is Lynn Arsenal, the Communications Manager at the United Nations Association of Greater Boston, a 501c3 nonprofit that teaches global issues to middle and high school students through Model UN. Lynn is a returned Peace Corps volunteer who served from 2012 to 2014 in the South Pacific Island nation of Vanuatu, where she facilitated sustainable development projects and was an English literary teacher and trainer. In addition to her service in the Peace Corps, Lynn is also an experienced teacher in the United States, having taught English as a second language in Boston, Mass., and in Houston, Texas. Lynn has an undergraduate degree in elementary education, in psychology, and an MBA in nonprofit leadership. Lynn, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome to our podcast, and thank you for being the person to culminate this three-part series for our listeners. Thank you so much, Deborah, for having me here today. Well, thank you. And, you know, I wanted to kick off by, um, by focusing just for a minute on the United Nations specifically, and in particular, um, their women's empowerment principles. Um, for, for those of our viewers that aren't familiar with it, they are really wonderful in offering guidance on how to empower women in the workplace and just, you know, really a great guideline for women in the community. And um, can you tell us a little bit about these principles, and I, I know that they culminated their launch on International Women's Day in 2010, so I think it's really fitting that we talk about them today, eight years later, and how far we've come with respect to these. Absolutely. So one of the, the major issues that women globally face is employment opportunities and, and equality in the workplace. So it's so important to have these principles to ensure that women are safe and having equal opportunities between having, um, you know, treating women and men fairly, you know, and equally in the workplace and ensuring a safe and healthy environment for all employees, promoting education and making sure that there's equality. It's, it's an incredibly important thing to recognize not only in one country but through many countries across the world. And, you know, in the United States, we still have women who make about 77 cents to every dollar earned by men for uh, the same job. And, you know, this is, of course, an issue around the world. So establishing these types of principles are incredibly important to work towards equality in the workplace overall. Right. And I, and I think that um, there are seven of them, and I'm, I'm going to just um, share them, and then we can talk about just specific issues. So the first one is establishing the high level of corporate leadership for gender equality. The second one is treating all women and men fairly at work with respect and support with human rights and non-discrimination. Mm -hmm. The third is to ensure the health, safety, and well-being of all women and men workers. And the fourth is to promote education, training, and professional development for women. 
And the fifth is to implement enterprise development, supply chain, and marketing practices that empower women. The sixth is to promote equality through community initiatives and advocacy. And the seventh is to measure and publicly report on progress to achieve gender equality. And, you know, we talk a lot about gender equality. We talk a lot about empowerment. And one of the things that I really love is the, um, is the third principle, which focuses on the health and safety of all women. And why don't we talk a little bit about that and how it pertains um, to women here in the United States. But since we're really focusing on the global perspective, you know, from your work um, mm-hmm. in what you do, are there specific um, countries or instances around the world where this is more prevalent than others? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's so interesting to, to be able to talk about this today. In fact, yesterday our organization had an event, a film screening and panel discussion about International Women's Day. And it was, uh, for much of it, we were talking about safety within the workplace. And one uh, attendee shared with, with the audience was saying that they themselves had experienced inequality in the workplace where they were being sexually harassed by their, by their employer, by their boss, but they were unable to speak out about it because in their country where they were living at the time, which I believe was Nigeria, um, you know, if you spoke out against your boss or a superior in that way, you are the one that is blamed. Now, in my own experience of working in developing countries, when I was in Vanuatu for Peace Corps in the South Pacific, one thing that I also noticed is really if you, if a woman would speak out about um, a man, especially if they're your higher up or your employer, um, they would, you know, they're the ones that are looked at as, as wrong. So the women are looked at as, you know, it's their fault. So what's interesting about this principle is really addressing the fact that it's not the women's fault if they're being harassed. They have to look at really what are the issues that are happening and how can we protect these women rather than, um, you know, further endangering them. Right, that's a great point. And um, what countries right now do you think um, around the world that we have the biggest issue? Um, just where, where are these issues most prevalent? Because, you know, people might say we, we've done such a great job here in the U.S. at really um, striving for, for female empowerment, although there's so much more work to be done. So I'm sure yeah. people would argue with the fact that, we, you know, that we're there. Cause, yeah. um, but I think, um, I think we're in a really great place here in America. But what are some of the countries that are really, really struggling with all of these issues that are um, getting in the way of women's empowerment full circle? Yeah, you know, I think that you, you raise an excellent point about, um, you know, a lot of times people think that here in America we, we have it all figured out, but I think it's also very important to, to recognize that these issues are here in America and they're actually um, in almost every country around the world in some shape or form, but a lot of times they, they seem more kind of obvious in other countries in different ways than they might seem in, uh, you know, in a different place, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. It just means that maybe, you know, society is looking at it differently or it's being, whether it's covered up or um, being addressed differently. But even right here in the U.S., we, we have uh, many lawsuits that come up and many women that um, speak out and sometimes don't speak out because they're afraid to about issues that they have um, with these type of things. 
I would say, you know, it's really hard to say any one specific country or one area um, that has these issues, but I can say that education plays a major role. And education for, for women, but also education for men in teaching our, our sons and boys, you know, how to respect women. So I would say, you know, in countries that really value women and, you know, they, would also, they also need to educate their men as well, like how, how can you respect women and how can we treat each other with equality? Um, you know, I, I know it's not quite a, an exact answer for which places, but it's, it's kind of a, um, an issue everywhere, just kind of in a different form in each country. Let's talk a little bit about access to health care. Um, sure. You know, here we all have access, uh, for the most part, we have access to health care. But there are countries where it's very, very, very difficult mm-hmm. um, to receive access to health care. So um, are there, t- tell us a little bit about um, where this issue is most, um, most present and sure. um, and and what are in pertaining to women specifically, um, women and of course trying to get health care for their children. Where do you see this um, this issue come up the most? Sure. So this issue comes up the most in very rural communities, and that's mainly because they're you know separated or so distant from certain access uh, to things. Um, just to give you an example, uh, again going back to where I was serving in the Peace Corps there were occasionally aid posts where there might be somebody who had some training but not necessarily, you know, a certified nurse. And these people, you know, if, if they're available, which is usually unlikely, um, will help with things like uh, childbirth. But I would say the majority of the time that even that slightly trained person at the aid post isn't available, and so women end up, you know, giving birth at home, and oftentimes they don't have that um, that guidance and that support throughout pregnancy, and many women end up dying with uh, with tra- childbirth because they don't have that type of support or you know medical guidance. And um, you know, in the country where where I was, I was on a very small indigenous island. And when a woman was going into labor, if there was somebody at the aid post, they would have to hike down a mountain as they're going into labor to get to this aid post. And, you know, that's where they would give birth and they couldn't go home until they could then hike back up the mountain to the village. So you can see that this is, it's not an easy access type of thing. And there are, are many women who don't survive that, that process. What do you think is the most um, significant issue that women are facing right now um, in other parts of the world? What would you? That's a great question. You have to pick, or maybe your, you know, the top yeah. three three issues, the three things. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I would say, uh, you know, of the top three, because there's just so many issues that women face around the world. I would say, access to education is one of the highest issues there are currently about 31 million girls that are primary school age that are not in school and about one in every four young women in developing countries have not even completed primary school education um, I would say uh, you know 
let's see, gender-based violence is definitely a major issue. And I would also say employment opportunities. I know there's so many other issues that women face around the world, but I would definitely say those are um, three of, of uh, you know, the top ones that come to mind right now. And in fact, for the topic of access to education, uh, the organization that I work for, the United Nations Association of Greater Boston, uh, we, we teach global issues through Model UN, and access to education for women is one of the, the topics that we work with a lot. And basically what we do to try to uh, help educate students here about what it's like around the world is we have curriculum where students learn about these issues, and they learn about it from the perspectives of other countries. And what they then do is they role play international leaders to try to come up with solutions to these problems. And so for access to education, they're specifically thinking about what could the world do to come up with a solution that would provide better access to education for women. So it's a really interesting program that talks about that. And I think it's something that, you know, everybody needs to think about and think about, you know, all women, all girls should have access to education. And, you know, until we're, we're at a point where all girls do have access, we have something to work towards and we, we definitely need to keep working at that. Yeah, that's great. That's a great, um, that's a great point. And I, you know, we had the opportunity at Pension Communication several years ago to sponsor a model UN program at a, at a private school. And, um, and you know, it's really rewarding to know that the kids were learning a curriculum that was over and above what they were teaching in school and really bringing the whole global aspect um, into play. Um, and I love um, how you bring in the role play aspect with the kids and really just try mm -hmm. to um, have them think on so many different levels. But, you know, putting themselves in leadership roles and how they would um, make decisions and how they would react, I think is just an excellent um, simulation. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, and I wonder, there must be people that are listening to our podcast now um, concerned about um, access to education for, for many of these, um, these women. And, you know, of course, um, education is the foundation of so much. It's the foundation of yeah. employment. It's the foundation of um, rising up and out of poverty. It's, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's just, it's, just a, it's a fundamental um, number one thing that really needs to, to be um, illuminated. And so if people are thinking about, you know, gee, how do I, is there anything that I can do to get involved or help women, um, you know, if they have a fondness for um, particularly helping women in other parts of the world, are there organizations that are out there that are specific to that whole fundamental education piece where they could, you know, get involved? put their hat in the ring and, yeah. um, and do something either financially or um, if there are ways of going, you know, taking a trip and going down and serving as mentors, um, you know, what, what, what resources are out there um, sure. where they can, they can come on board and get involved? Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked that. So there's actually uh, an initiative that's called Let Girls Learn, and it was put in place by President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama when they were in office. And the initiative is really focused on ensuring equal opportunity and enrollment in school for children, for girls throughout the world. 
And this program, this initiative, it brings together the State Department, uh, USAID, the Peace Corps, the Department of Labor, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and Millennium Challenge Corporation, and the U.S. President's Emergency Fund for AIDS, uh, for AIDS Relief. And basically this initiative you know, through all of those organizations works in different ways to help achieve this equal opportunity for education. Now this initiative is something that if you go on the website, it's letgirlslearn.gov, you can actually donate to this initiative and help support it. Or of course you can get involved in any of those organizations to further support it. And the Peace Corps uh, as part of being as being part of this initiative with volunteers that are really immersed in these villages and these rural communities, they have this opportunity to support families and support girls and you know help raise the um, just you know the awareness of how important it is to have girls in education, uh, girls in school. And many times, as we mentioned earlier, um, it it becomes fairly accepted in many rural communities for for girls to stay at home and you know be the ones that that cook and clean and take care of the younger siblings while the boys go to school. And what's so important is to you know, raise awareness in just the fact that education is the key to development and education is so important for both girls and boys and you know, both of them need to have that opportunity. So by ensuring and supporting this enrollment and you know, teaching girls that their education is important and working with families to keep students enrolled, uh, this is, this is a, a really important initiative that people can get involved in. That's wonderful. So it's Let Girls Learn. And is that the URL address if somebody wanted yes. to go to that website? So yep. www.letgirlslearn.gov. .gov. Letgirlslearn.gov. So that is wonderful. Well, that's mm -hmm. great. So, um, so I, I really appreciate you joining us today, and um, that was so incredibly helpful. And I think that you've enlightened our, our listeners to learn a little bit more about what's going on, and particularly in the area of education. Um, I hope people do visit that website and just, you know, have more awareness as to this program that is available to um, for people to perhaps tap into if they want to do some um, some work with respect to this. And um, in closing, is there anything else that you'd like to add on behalf of International Women's Day and uh, and the great work that you are doing in your organization? Absolutely. You know, I absolutely encourage people to check out the events that are taking place that are related to International Women's Day and find out how you can get involved in these initiatives. It's important that everybody learns about these issues that women face around the world and that we all are, you know, part of the solution to these problems. So, I thank you so much for listening and I and I hope that um, you know, this has been uh, a, an inspirational type of topic to hear and and I look forward to learning more, you know, throughout the years as we continue to make improvements with these issues. Lynn, thank you so very much for joining us and we look forward to having you back again and to talk about another great issue um, sometime in the spring, later in the spring. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.